0: Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of the Matchroom Movie Podcast, a podcast where we watch a movie, and then we talk about it. My name's David, and sometimes, if you want to be a elite, you've got to do a righteous <gasps> oh. hack, Sam. <laughs> it's
1: the same line I was going to use.
0: It's the line, it's the line from the movie.
1: Hey, my name's Sam, and if you want to be a elite, you've got to do a righteous hack. God oh, damn it. It's right at the very bottom of the INDB quotes page as well, and we I was, I like, just went just all, all the way through like all the the way through holy moly wow wow so So welcome
0: let's jump straight into it before we do the whole Mm. point about how funny we are save that we we are funny uh we are we are we are funny um this week we watched the movie hackers from 1995 the quintessential ridiculous silly hacking movie i would say probably i think the matrix is probably the hacking movie i guess because of its longevity Ye- but i think this is kind of like the pure uh, it's this and war games or war gaming whatever that movie is called
1: War game yeah yeah that's a great um 80s uh you know what well, computers wow movie this though this is a 90s hey computers wow movie and it's like it, it, it's so aggressively n- the middle of the 90s like it's, <laughs> it's in your face just how the
0: production design the costumes um, I mean they're not even costumes this is the ridiculous thing I want to switch on now it's 1995 this is just how kids were dressing uh,
1: literally Literally, this is this is I know, and this is why I think this movie has captured me. I had not seen this before, and it was, it's one of those ones where I'm I'm really questioning how I hadn't seen this before because it should be, it, it, it's it's everything we want from a movie, isn't it? It's ridiculous. It's got, you know, it's nerdy stuff. They talk about risk architecture and PCI buses and all these like random computer things, and it's set in our favorite decade. You know, because we're pathetic babies who need to reminisce about the nineties at all times, and so why why wasn't this movie, and why isn't this movie, I think, higher up in the cultural uh, sphere? You know what it is? It's a question: it's The we should explore. it's the box
0: office bomby nature of it that this movie mm-hmm. kind of like lost about thirteen million at box office. It
1: really didn't do well. Uh, and what we can get you, into 20... the why
0: this didn't do well?
1: Yeah. Yeah, budget 20, box office 7.5. But then I think, you know, maybe like streaming, uh, not streaming. This is the reason nope.
0: I watched it and I suggested we watch this was because it's a cult classic, which is a term we, we come across quite a lot. And I love, generally, it's quite a good way to be like, I tend to like these movies. And it's a movie like this that came out, no one really saw, no one particularly liked, but then it comes out on VHS or I guess modern day DVD or even more modern day Streaming, um, but it mm-hmm. becomes it, the, the popularity for the movie, it comes much later. You know, Heather's was similar. Um, lots of movies we've done that I've suggested I kind of fit into this mold of a movie that really didn't make a big splash when it came out, but it was people, it was teen- teenagers watching the video until the tape wore out
1: that made it a popular movie that's still talked about today. Yeah, yeah, and and we love those movies, don't we? Because they're the ones that maybe require a uh, maybe a couple of watches to really kind of like enjoy and to, to to uncover all the all the different intricacies of them but also this would have been difficult to find like this wouldn't you know in 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 the, the the 90s and early 2000s you couldn't just load up a movie from um from from a streaming website you had to find it it had to be a tape which means you had to go to a blockbuster or similar and actually, physically, like it would be difficult to get this movie, and so I guess you also create the subculture that goes with that. Heather's is a great example of that. Drop Dead Gorgeous is another example. Um, uh, of, Empire of Records.
0: Years. I don't know if you've seen that, but that's another like bit of a bomb. Again, it's a teenagers watching the videotape, and like that's then then they grow up. They're talking about it. You've got message boards in the early aughts, and then suddenly. You know, it comes on streaming, or it got a DVD, a DVD release. It got a 20th anniversary release. Like yeah. for a movie that bombed and made no money, it's kind of phenomenal, and that's that's the true cult classic. There it is is nerds basically being like, yeah, this is really good. But usually, yeah. the reason you know a cult classic becomes a cult classic is because it is good, it is entertaining, it is a bit different usually, and there's a theme where quite a lot of you know counterculture stuff kind of lives in indie movies like this that you know mm. no one saw and didn't make any money and so but then that's the same reason that they go on to become much more beloved is because there is something a bit odd about them either they're a bit experimental or they're just portraying something like this which is silly and never really existed in the way it's portrayed in this movie but it doesn't really matter because it's really fun you
1: know yeah yeah so in Do you have a plot summary. I do. A young boy is arrested by the US Secret Service for writing a com- uh, computer virus and is banned from using a computer until his 18th birthday. Years later, he and his newfound friends discover a plot to unleash a dangerous computer virus and capsize some oil rigs or something, oil tankers. Like, I've, I've got to be honest, didn't exactly follow when everything. Going. Some oil spill. Um, I think that was the 80s, wasn't it? I think that was I think eight, so that already eight happened. Eighties. I think this movie
0: is kind of like taking that as a well, we'll do that again. As like that the was
1: eighty nine, yeah, it was a year yeah, eighty nine. So quite well, yes, recent definitely. enough that it
0: was something that we would be scared of, and that's like that's what struck me in this movie was that. Nowadays, obviously, we've the BPP oil spill. Like, we we no, we no longer care about oil spills because you know, there's all sorts of horrible stuff going in, on in the world, and we've just had the pandemic, and we really are through the looking glass. Like, this movie is pretty. Oil spills are the least of all. Bing, bing, bing. But, like, that's why this isn't this movie. So, sorry, go on, Sam.
1: Yeah, well, no, that's a really good point. That's a really good point about because that's 89. This is in, so as we were writing it, this is when. It would have been prime, you know. The oil would have been still dripping off those poor birds, uh, like it. That's a that's a really good point. It actually all of a sudden makes sense why there's oil tankers in this film because watching it didn't really understand. We never see them, and I I think presumably they couldn't afford the budget for you know five oil tankers or whatever it is that they're, they're trying to attack. But even but even even why the hackers are involved in oil tankers and and there's no manual override or is you know it's on on, on the top of a very high pole over a volcano cover, filled with sharks like we don't seem to have much logic about what's going on but it's kind of incidental isn't it like this is a movie about the the subculture of hackers which i think is mostly made up and uh how like they interact and you know these these characters trying yeah. to well, basically just i definitely want to dive into for... moving in the character <laughs> and
0: things but i want to talk about hacking a little bit first um okay, and to address your address your thing about this not really being real like we said no no hacker was ever this cool that's absolutely 100 certain no hacker was this well-dressed or this attractive or this cool sorry hackers mm-hmm. it's just a fact um mm-hmm but there's quite a lot of things in this movie that are making an attempt to kind of mirror reality you know in a sort of um, diffuse way so the the trial at the very beginning where Johnny Johnny Lee mirrors ca- Lee Miller's character who's called Dade I believe um is on trial that's based that the crime he's accused of committing is based on a real thing somebody a, stu- a student at MIT I think Uh, for a bit of a laugh, because this is how all stories like this start, for a bit of a laugh, designed a computer worm, uh, released it on the internet, allegedly not trying to cause any trouble, um, and that infected um, even, I think, over 2,000.
1: 1,507 systems is the line we get in this movie of like, yeah crashed more than 1,500... (laughs) the morris worm i think if you google the morris worm it'll take you
0: to the wikipedia article and you can educate yourself mm-hmm. not not you specifically sam but the listener i'm um, educating right and, now and, and basically it costs it's but basically basically it took about two days to disconnect the computer from the network and scrub it off this worm scrub the code of this worm and if you didn't do that it would just spread to more and more machines and then you know you couldn't really use a lot of the functionality And so the cost is, you know, some people reckon it might have been millions it actually cost to fix this. Um, So that's based on a real thing, and they've taken that. And again, that's something that would have been reasonably well known at the time, um, if not understood. And they take that, and that's the start point of this movie, is this guy did this thing in the 80s, and now it's the 90s, and what are we doing? You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's actually quite fascinating. I'm not going to sit and read Wikipedia to you, but it's really like like...
0: I knew I'd made a mistake when I said said look at the Wikipedia article. That's based on a real thing, and again, it's it's an attempt to kind of like tie this movie into the reality. There's a couple of times it does that, Um, and apparently also so a lot of um, obviously hackers and. We weren't really cognizant in '95, but like hackers do have stupid like names, and I'm not going to name some of the actual people, but because they're all like, basically TED Talk guys now. Um, but a lot of the really famous hackers from this era did have like weird sort of stupid, well, acid burn
1: and well, well, but but what they were, what they were, is they were usernames on 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 message boards, you know, BBS message boards. It wasn't yeah. even in the early eight, in the late '80s. It wasn't even um http web like it was message boards it was using like the very early days of the internet and then creating this culture so when i say i don't think this is based on reality what i think i mean is that like people were doing this and messaging was going you know was 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 going on and there were lots and lots of uh, of of hacking and all this stuff but nobody was this cool like and that's where I think this movie is really, really fun because it takes what is eventually a bunch of nerds and makes them into something that's They
0: the Lost like Boys, quite, basically. Yeah. Like it's and, and it, they kind seem of in to a live, leather jackets and um they're, they're like they live like teenage mutant ninja turtles.
1: They they, they live off the grid. I couldn't get know? away they're from not, that. They're not cause exactly, they're not constrained. And it's just them and Shredder just hanging out, you know. Like there isn't really uh, the much 90s more. Ah, the nineties, where
0: all the teenagers were twenty-five and they're all sexy as shit.
1: Yes, yeah, and they all are about in their mid-twenties, aren't they? even though they're supposed to be in high school. Yeah,
0: actually, I will say to give this film a fair shake, um, they're all in their early twenties at least, which is departure from the, you know, the American Pie thirty-five-year-olds. Hey, um, you're not gonna you're not gonna you know. pay kids, are you? So I think that's. You can't have, I don't think you can have kids acting this sexual with one another and not have somebody raising some eyebrows and calling in the authorities, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. So we've got, you've got your main dude, John Lee Miller plays Day Zero Call, cool. Angela, Jo Lee in a very early role for her. Um, And then lots of other people we're not going to go through, but I think there's, that's the two main characters, and it's like their it's their story, isn't it? Really, of how they come together. They don't like each other initially, and then what can we do to, you know, try and get this this couple well, going and eventually. This
0: movie kind of relies on all the all the major tropes you'd expect. So it's a it's a new school. It's the new kid at the new school. It's getting the band together, which we love in a movie. It's mm-hmm. the rivals becoming friends, becoming lovers, which again decades of hollywood history um it's kind of all there and framed in this kind of like um electric uh like really like 80s 90s aesthetic um the way they're dressed the places they hang out uh the way that they're talking matthew lillard just in this movie i think is the purest cocaineiest form of matthew lillard i've ever seen in anything
1: well He's he, he's playing the exact same character that you played in, I want to get this right, s- Scary Movie? No, Scream? Scream. Is he in Scream?
0: It's in Scream. Oh, shit, I got it wrong. He's I, in <laughs> Matthew Lillard, Sam. He is all over movies from this period. He is yeah. all over it. He's in She's All That. He's in Scream. He's in... Scooby Doo later on with all the other like former teen stars. Matthew Lillard has had a surprisingly like busy career and he was the guy in the 90s and this this is like the pure Matthew Lillard stoner comedy stuff. He
1: he's done really well for himself, hasn't he? I mean, he played Shaggy with at least I think a couple of um did a couple of those movies, yeah,
0: movies which are absolutely
1: terrible but like Scream is where he I think is probably at his peak but he still seems to be working and like he, you know, still playing Scooby Doo. Yeah, he was in,
0: he was in Bad in Girls, uh, which was a a Netflix show. He's the the husband in that. He's all right as a forty five year old man.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, actually, he is Scooby Doo through, you know, up to your eyes. Every single animated Scooby Doo to <laughs> a year, uh, playing Shaggy. Like, good for him. Good for him. That's man that's, works. I think that's man fantastic. Works. Yeah, yeah. So, but he, yeah, you're right. He does sum up that era, doesn't he? Of actors, he sums up the the the, the mid to late nineties. And I think how he, he's presented in this movie, and also how all of the other characters are presented, I thought was really interesting. Like, it struck me straight away that this is th- these characters are kind of subversives. They're kind of they're kind of off. You know they're not they're not normative you might say and there's maybe a kind of like bit of queerness going on here as well and I think yeah. like all of this all of this is such an interesting take like for, for all for, I think for us because growing up in like what you would say the 2000s kind of rejected a lot of that stuff it rejected a lot of the grungy the toxic stuff everything was hom- era everything was hom- the 911 hom- sh- era yeah exactly yeah conform otherwise we will Destroy Towers like they really really I think got rid of films like this these kind of subversive movies and I think the the, there's some interesting stuff about gender in this is the way people dress there's there's lots of undertones and it's something that's been recognized elsewhere as well which I think is really cool and so straight away you can see why this movie was something that Teenagers started watching, and it wasn't something that was going to get any sort of um, mainstream interest.
0: And I'm, I'm amazed more teenage movies don't kind of, like, hit this nail harder of, like... Do you know what all teenagers have? A uni- unified... Like, all teenagers have the same experience of feeling that they are weird and different, right? That is just a universal experience that every everyone in high school has. And that's the reason that movies like this where you've got, like you said, um, atypical characters and personalities and and types doing things and being represented on screen is kind of like a, you can understand why someone would have this movie and it would be their favourite movie because, you know, there's a little bit of realism there. I also really like in this movie the sexuality and I, let me explain that not just because i'm a horny pig which i absolutely am um <laughs> hey, I'm, what i mean I'm, is, sign me up it's really nice the angelina jolie character um it's really nice to have yes she's the object of of everyone in the movie and in the audience's lust right but then she's also lusting for johnny lee miller it's kind of nice to there's a lot of movies and even movies we watch and even movies we like where it's kind of like a taboo that women can't be horny basically you know yeah uh yeah. women are the the object to be attained but they aren't like a you know a real thing um so it's kind of nice the, to the, have the, that the, the wallflowers it would have been nice only... if they casted a cast a second woman in this movie but that's a separate issue yeah hey it's the 90s what do
1: what do you want what do you want? You know, you want well, to be fair, we did
0: get Lorraine Bracco because it was the nineties, and she was contractually obliged to be in every movie in the nineties. To 1930s. be in every movie, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, it's it's it, it is a really it's a really good point. And you 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 know you said uh that you said this before, but we don't get like we don't get sex in movies in the same way anymore because we don't it, get and it's not sexuality
0: just about, in movies. Anymore. Yeah,
1: everything's again—it's the homogenized, sanitized, dumbed-down version that Middle America can enjoy. And movies like this—and when you go back, I'm thinking uh, uh, Blade Runner is a good, another good example of where, like, that movie is is full of horny, full shit. of sexuality, and it's and it's willing to go there, and it's also willing for the main characters to partake in that as well. And that's where that's the thing I think we've lost is that yes there might there might be things that um uh, that, that that happen in the movie that are sexual or whatever else, but it's almost like they like there's a moral thing going on isn't there where the bad guys do that you know the bad guys are the ones who were who were um who were kind of getting her off so when we see in this movie, like, they're all just absolutely gagging for it. Like, it's insane. It's insane. It's a cool line much... they walk,
0: though, because there isn't actually any sex in this movie. Uh, Johnny Lee Miller and Anna Gillian Jolie have separate dream sequences, sexy dream sequences, yep. but they aren't things that happen in the movie. With nudity and as well. Lorraine is... Bracco... With nudity? And Lorraine Bracco and uh, Fisher Stevens, who I love in this movie... Uh, it's he kind is of how they, we see them in bed a lot, but it's kind of like a, it's like a we just shagged because we're smoking in bed. I love smoking that the movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, nothing better, nothing better than 90 sex and then a cigarette in bed. Oh yeah. Look at all so, the all, there, all those stained... ads about not smoking in bed.
1: Look at all the stained wallpaper uh that they've got in there, you know, in their room because they smoke in the house, in the bedroom. <laughs> You sleep there. Okay. All right. That's fine. That's, it says up to you. It is. And I, you know what? I think we should, we should call for more of this. This is an 18, though, which I thought was interesting. And again, part I of the did,
0: reason it didn't make any money as well, certainly. Totally.
1: Totally. But I was surprised because I watched the trailer and I watched and I'd read up a little bit before we, um, before I put it on. And the thing that I thought going into the I thought this is going to be like a, Light-hearted, silly, zany, like l- l- largely lacking in substance. Movie about hacking, and it's going to be all like we're we're going to the cyber which space, is. and which it is absolute. <laughs> it absolutely is exactly exactly. You know my punchline, but 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 what it has with it is like this real energy and this real edge and all of this weird gender fluidity and like all this stuff that i just was not expecting i i really was not expecting for it to be so um for, for it to be so like inclusive as well you know and just i mean not to make too much of a deal of it because it's the 90s but there's just a lot more going on here than i think you'd maybe expect from from this type of movie
0: it's the sort of movie that is a bit of a revelation. And We do this occasionally with movies, um, and I certainly watch a lot more movies than you do. Um, I think because I just have so much more free time. I've watched a movie every day this week. Yeah, uh, all right,
1: you son of a bitch, fucking rubbing it in. But I just...
0: started watching it after ten o'clock at night. By the way, <laughs> yeah. Um, see, if I like do that, movies I'm like this, where i after you go minutes. in, you go in without any expectations. I'd kind of heard of this movie. Uh, I hadn't watched it because it had passed us by a little bit. And it's not the sort of movie that Mar would allow, have allowed in the house, obviously. <laughs> um, you know, you know, until we were teenagers, by which point we were watching other stuff. Um, she, takes,
1: she takes computer security very seriously.
0: <laughs> she did once, uh, story time, she did once confiscate all of the computers and TVs in the house. Her, her bedroom looked like a pawn shop. Um, I can't remember what it was, something about some homework issue. And big house, lots of kids, every TV, every computer um it should cut the plug off the tv in the front room because it was too big to move um it's a whole thing anyway that's a wow. sidebar story that but we, like were of, trauma. we were more the sort of trauma from more the sort of um american pie generation that was the movie kind of like of this ilk <laughs> but that's kind of a a pale this movie is kind of just it's it's weird it's a pleasure to look at i loved the idea the 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 Actual Act of watching this movie is Just and it's sometimes easy to forget That we watch a lot of plot heavy films where You're kind of more just watching the How what the characters are doing and what they're Saying and there's a plot unfolding or You're trying to find out who the murderer is and this is a Movie I was just watching Sometimes you have to switch your brain off there's a lot of stupid Hacking shit but it's just a visual Treat and not in a way that Like that avatar is a visual treat It's just Obviously somebody put a lot of thought And effort into making sure that in every scene there is something to look at.
1: Yeah. You know? It's surprising. Again, it's surprising in that, I think, because you you you, you see so many scenes of like, okay, we're gonna do the hacking scene now, and how are we gonna do this? And usually it's some guy with a cigarette in his mouth, you know, I'm in the main I'm into the mainframe and and we get it's all about like the person doing the hacking. That's that's the thing. The sweaty just,
0: guy from Die Hard. Yep.
1: Yeah. Boris from uh, GoldenEye click, click, clicking his pen, blah, blah, blah. And this is not that because we have, like, we have, like, montages, basically, where there's E, you know, MC squared, like, literally algebra is floating on the screen in, like, this aura and there's, like, lasers, almost like like amoeba-style little creatures flying around. What's
0: that Da Vinci Code rip-off with numbers and it's it's that because it's the da vinci code thing isn't it but with numbers and there's a movie anyway yeah. i think it's nick cage anyway 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 this isn't that conversation
1: yeah yeah but, to, but it's to, that totally, sort of thing like stuff on the screen and then and then if it's not that it's these like tron like physical representations now have you seen tron hope you've seen tron of course i've seen tron good good i was about contentiously to that
0: contentiously tron legacy is one of my favorite movies i love um, tron like i say we should do that next and, week. and I, we are in a minority there the internet hates that movie
1: i think it's like, a great i think and, both are good but i think it's a great film
0: i i think it's good in the way that this movie is good in terms of like yes it may not be this this is not a perfect movie we'll get into why the plot is kind of nonsensical and silly and incomplete and poorly edited and tron legacy is kind of similar but it's just a visual and audio treat like yeah. i just love listening and, to it i love watching it i want to be there
1: and 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 just like tron, I think this movie manages to capture that sense of like computers how do they work like that that's the thing i think that they're they're really going for and when when you when you're walking down these literal highways these massive you know um digital skyscrapers, and they're kind of representing the hacking through that, along with some genuinely like they have lines in here, they said something about, there's a line about um, risk, ar- risk architecture is going to change everything, which is a really like prescient and funny joke because it completely did, I'm not going to explain what that is, but like there's lots of stuff where actually the film is kind of stupid, but there's enough there for it to... That, to show it's, that they know what they're talking.
0: It's about. only stupid in the the ticking clock way. I think that's the biggest way that they kind of cheat the thing is actually hacking is mostly quite boring and you couldn't. This is why they do the the floating numbers and the E equals M C squared like floating around and the you know the video game kind of montages and the, the Tron stuff. It's all there because actually someone just typing on a keyboard for hours on end is really really dull and there's kind of not a yeah. movie there
1: um yeah shall we talk a little shall bit talk- about the
0: actual plot
1: let's let's do it but I'm gonna just because I want to set right out now. like I I don't have any idea really what's going on. well I what
0: I'll do then Sam is I will just just briefly I'll explain the plot movements and why we're doing the things that we're doing so kind of for a lot of this we've got kind of two movies running in parallel you've got Johnny Lee Miller goes to this new school in the new city in New York New York is definitely you know, we are in New York. Um, mm. Not sounds like they're in New York, but we are in New York. It's a lot of shots in New York. <laughs> um, we've got Johnny Lee Miller at a new school, making new friends. He's this former eleven-year-old, eleven-year-old, uh, like you know, in, <laughs> criminal. I'm not sure. Again, not sure if the US, um, the US judicial judicial system can hand out like suspended sentences for you're not allowed a computer. Anyway, <laughs> it's irrelevant um and he he's at a new school new friends you've got the awkwardness there he's kind of like um instant uh, tension with angelina jolie on the flip side of that you've got this um this bp company this um <laughs> exxon valdez company uh and fisher stevens is their head of cyber security he's a hacker we know this mm-hmm. because he's going around on a skateboard and he wears a long trench coat and he's smoking weed throughout the entire the, movie the, so it's really the, clear the he's skateboard
1: a the skateboard is the, so important.
0: Hold it. Hold the skateboard conversation because uh, there's, there's, okay. there's a bigger conversation to be had. Um, uh-huh. So you've, you've got him and Lorraine Bracco and they are the, like I said, the cybersecurity people at this at this company. Uh, we set up at the very beginning that somebody has put a virus into their system uh, that has taken over basically, and there's no there's no manual override. It's taken over the uh, buoyancy Control systems for it might be 10 or 15 oil tankers. Um, and the ticking point okay, okay. is that in, in, a, in a certain amount of time, this, they're basically being blackmailed, and this hacker says, If you mm-hmm. don't pay me X amount of money by X date, I'm going to flood the buoyancy things of this system and I'm going to flip these tankers. That is the ultimate thing that we are battling against. So, in this so, movie. so on.
1: right. Okay. Who is, who is the hacker? Who's the one who's threatening this?
0: Is it... We don't know. This is the problem. This is the problem. I don't think the hacker has a name. It's just somebody. So, like, and I think this is the the core problem of the movie, is it It doesn't tell you who the guy hacking the thing is. It's just, somebody has hacked us and they've put this virus in. Right? So we see Fisher Stevens. It is him. Fisher Stevens... The play. It is him but let me I'll get to that let me I get to that okay okay spoil okay. it for the audience sorry so we sorry, have that geez. and that sets up that and that on the face of it is kind of like a weird it's a james Bondy, austin powersy sort of like this is what the bad guy's trying to do you know I'm gonna bomb the entire of France and destroy it unless you give me twenty billion dollars
1: <laughs> um, so you so you said you said that this this that this is two parts to this this is a, we're still on the first part right yeah this
0: is the okay, sort of like second part the, Initial setup we get while we're not really doing much with the kids essentially, uh, okay. and then the bulk of the movie is about these kids interacting with one another, building their relationships. We get um, Dade the character like he gets to meet all of the Nikon, uh, who's the older older friend of theirs who they go round to his house mm-hmm. and get drunk. Mm-hmm. And- Mm -hmm. uh you meet angelina jolie obviously um her character name is acid burn or she might even have an actual name it's irrelevant um it's weird you meet joey who's the kid he's kind of like the oh i really want to be a hacker too um and he's desperate for approval and then uh what's the what's the latin guy called
1: oh uh this guy is called as i quickly Search. Uh, he's called Ramon, the Phantom Freak, played by Rinaldi yeah. Santiago. And
0: he's the he's the friend at school who's like, "Hey, you're elite." Elite is the word we're chucking around all the time, and it, the movie really yeah. does believe elite. In, elite. in the hype of elite. Um, mm-hmm. And we're meeting all of them. We're hanging out. We're kind of like again. We get a bit more of hacker stuff sprinkled in. Did you know that when they're talking about all these like manuals and things, and they're getting them out. Uh, most of them are real. Like most of them are real things that hackers kind of shared between each other and, and wrote and made to kind of like make it easier for other people to do the same thing. And the first major movement of the movie outside of um, everything else is Joey, who it's been established, doesn't actually really know what he's doing, accidentally hacks into um, the, the, uh, the, the BP mainframe. Um, we see Fisher Stevens catches him and throws him out the mainframe and the next morning 45,000 FBI agents um storm his flat with um AR15s they which is something i feel like i feel like the police in, <laughs> the inappropriate police like uh raids in this movie they just get more cartoonish and i'm there for it um yeah. the fact that they kind of bust in on him and then when Ramon gets arrested later it's even more people and there's like there are literally like 15 heavily armed SWAT team members in his bedroom uh, and,
1: and there's one where they're in the shower and there's like it's just it's a whole ridiculous uh,
0: escalating I love it.
1: yeah yeah it's kind of fun like that you know they're not just killing them as as we see now yeah. in police squad raids <laughs> like at least at least that's not happening so at least that's not happening. Right. So okay. then, the, so, the we- film
0: basically crystallizes into into the plot being that while the kids are having this weird like mating ritual between um Jolie and Miller where they've got this competition to fuck with this FBI agent, which is hilarious. Um they're doing that. And Fisher Stevens and the board of execs are trying to figure out this mole and figure out all of that. We don't really know what's going on. It all crystallizes into that Joey has hacked into their mainframe and downloaded a lot of the source code for the book, for the worm in, in the mainframe. And it turns out the Fisher Stevens obviously is behind it all. And then he needs the disc with the code back from these kids. And then obviously at some point maybe decides to frame them. So because it's him and Lorraine Bracco that are stealing money from the company. None of that's very well explained.
1: At all. See, I did not. I, I understood that obviously Fisher Stevens wanted to stop them and that they'd managed to get something. The garbage folder or like it's really
0: a code dump that basically is a bit like a digital fingerprint for this source code. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and that's the bit I think where, especially in like the start of the second act, we just, we just get lost, don't we? We just get completely lost of, of like what's going on and the, the the reason that i think it's still entertaining is because visually you kept going there's all of these great scenes there's all of these montages there's all of this great music the music in there so the whole soundtrack is just amazing yet it doesn't really matter you know that that you uh, don't really know what's going on and that's because of all the reasons i just said so it's helpful that you've explained it to me because I think I'm following you now. I'm still not quite sure what these oil tankers have to do with anything and why they need to be there. Why we can't just have it as being a ransom thing and it's, not?
0: It's poorly explained. Where in the movie you kind of need them to have like a mysterious, like it's the the hackenator or something. You know, it's 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 Lu, Lucifer Luciferbot or someone, some like yeah, moniker the plague. Of this Is that what they who's... call it? The plague. No, The Plague is the actual hacker name that Fisher Stevens has because he, the setup is that he is a former hacker who has taken a high-paid job to be the head of security for this for this oil company. Right. Which sort of makes sense, I guess. And he's older than everyone else and he's still on a skateboard and cool. and Anyway, um, but you kind of need someone to be like, oh, I wonder what they're doing. And then maybe the gang could also be aware of this made-up hacker and like, oh, he's a... You know, he's a cyber terrorist. He's he's not a hacker. We're hackers, and we're cool. And but I guess terrorism wasn't really a thing, or you know, it wasn't as crystallized a term as it is now in 1995. And if it had been, yeah. maybe maybe this movie would have taken a different tack. Um, but it kind of feels like two plots going on at once. Uh, the only way it really intersects is that, um. Fisher Stevens uh, basically seems to have the FBI doing what he wants them to do. And he threatens Johnny Lee Miller, uh, basically saying that um, you'll go to jail or, you know, uh, your mum will go to jail. Uh, (laughs) This is what I love. She'll disappear. I'll change the records. It's like she'll never have existed. And that's a real fear that we had in the 90s, that we could do that with
1: computers. That You could just (laughs) hack into the prison computer and... Yeah, your permanent record has been deleted. Thus, you don't exist. Yeah, exactly. That's that's, that's the threat, and and
0: we kind of use that, and that's what Brink draws us in. They're arresting all these kids. They don't seem to notice Joey's been arrested for half the movie. Uh, Mm -hmm. Ramon is arrested, and then he's out of the movie for some unknown reason. Um, It it feels like a really sloppy edit. Again, I don't think it detracts from how much I enjoyed this movie at all. It does maybe go some way to explaining why... It would be easy to not really
1: understand any of this. Yeah, we've talked about editing in the last few episodes, and I think, I think we're maybe becoming a bit more conscious of that. You know, like we're learning about movies, but I think there's so much responsibility um, in the edit for this. And as you, as you, you know, as you watch movies to get it right, and and when you watch movies to get it wrong, you see just how effing important it is. That you sequence things in the right place, that you give enough time and space. You know, we 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 often like to cry library scenes or shortboard scenes, but sometimes, sometimes it's just what you need. You need to have the main characters sit down and talk about what's happening. Uh, you know, Obi Wan exp- explaining the the Force to Luke and saying the word uh, Clone Wars, and oh my god. Just, 30, 40 years later, they were still cashing that check because of how useful and important that scene was. Yeah. Like, I just think this movie needs a good re edit. Maybe you could cut out five or 10 minutes of montages and just give us a little bit more exposition just so we could follow that. Maybe I'm just thick, of course, but this, you watched this twice? But again, it
0: could, like you said, it, if you could have established that the, the Fisher Stevens, you know, it's the, it's the Hackenator. Um you know, oh, he's this hes this guy. Nobody knows who he is. Uh, but he's the like, harconader. he's doing, he mm. does corporate espionage. And he's, you know, he stole all this money and no one really knows anything about him. And they've been trying to catch him. And maybe if that was the bad guy, and then it turned out that that was also Fisher Stevens. And it was all this long con and the kids figure it out. And it's, I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those damn kids. Like, yeah, yeah. we're turning into a Scooby-Doo mystery. But at the same time, it kind of gives the character something to do. Not that I don't enjoy what they're doing, because they're having their own little like uh, adventure where again they're fucking with this FBI agent. I love when well, he comes they they what what do they do to him? So he's dead, they, they they make him deceased, uh they give him a load of parking tickets, so he keeps getting pulled over. Um
1: Yeah, this is this is a weird they get his power shut
0: off, it's,
1: go on. This is a really is it Wendell Pierce, isn't it? This is a really mm-hmm. weird character in this movie. Like he's clearly he he's dressed like a you know he works in for NASA in the sixties. Like he's very he's the he's the man, isn't he? He's the straight laced, uh, and he's the authority figure that these punks, these hackers, are trying to rebel against. I think it's really deliberate how like everything about him, um, he calls them terrorists and all this stuff but again it kind of feels like we've got two antagonists which is never a good place to be two separate antagonists they kind yeah. of work together and really little... well de-
0: well defined as a proper antagonist like, no the FBI because of all condition yeah they're messing with him and things but it's never like oh this guy fucked with us let's ruin his they're not no one ever's like let's ruin his life we're just fucking with him we're just playing with him you know, and yeah. Fisher Stevens again like, until about until the last act really he could be an ally he could be a mentor like it's again really and, poorly illustrated.
1: And what's he doing he's basically top slicing he's skimming the transactions isn't he so he can get away with he's doing some money. the office space like, well, thing. Yeah, but, but that's exactly that's exactly what these hackers should be doing as well and then that you know like these th- these these hackers should be on the same time and say yeah. well just give us a Literally Sam, and then like we'll help you
0: four, five years later office space comes out and that is the plot of the movie that the heroes are doing mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like in this movie he's the bad guy and in that movie it's like oh my god clap these guys are amazing yeah. oh my god heroes um yeah.
1: it it is it is strange now, I just, I, all of this, right? All of this criticism is only coming to light, you know, in, in the cold light of podcasting because in the moment, I didn't care. I had no, I wasn't bothered at all. I had no idea what was going on. I was completely. Immersed. You're not
0: questioning why they're hacking things from the top of the Empire State Building.
1: You're not questioning any which of that. Is, which, is a, which is a huge. I, I, I didn't note the Empire State Building. I was like, why are they at the top of the Empire State But again, we move on, it's fine. And I think so much of that comes to the style and the just the way that they could present a lot of it. Um, the cinematographer is uh, very accomplished, actually. He is... Yes. Da, 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 Polish Andrei...
0: Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction... Sekula, yeah. Like,
1: I think this guy, this guy is why this movie works and you think you're doing you work in a pulp fiction reservoir dogs uh you know there's there's a, there's a lot it's of good well it's good visual storytelling really. but... from that point
0: of view that i think they do a good job of generally is that that and a lot of that lends to the pace of this movie where there's not there american is a bit Psycho. of a lull there mm-hmm. is the american cycle there is a little bit of a lull in this movie i would say and, and i know that you agree um but generally it's 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 fairly well paced. We're not, you know, we don't have vast stretches of time where we don't know what the heroes are doing. Um, we get kind of enough of Fisher Stevens, but not too much. I think that, again, that's a good balance. Um, you know, it's high schooly, but it's not too high schooly. We get two or three scenes, and it's mostly just to, again, sort of like, uh, flesh out this this sort of um, romantic uh, subplot, this um, sexual tension thing that goes throughout this movie. Uh, culminating perhaps when they're watching um Angelina Jolie almost have sex with this guy in her room and they're just stood in the corner talking quite loudly about it it's a very strange scene
1: yeah there's lots of there's lots of weirdness there's lots of weirdness but you know like that's where i think you can sometimes get away with just presentation like sometimes that's enough. You know, we, we we've talked about that before, like presentation versus substance, and most of the time you need both. And like an example would be like Lord of the Rings. We are presenting the shit, we are showing you very, very well what's going on and we've also got this kind of story morals arc and everything there. The arc of these characters, not particularly clear. Like what does Date what does Dade achieve? He goes from being Orgasm. A loser in his Mom's house to yeah go in with Angela and Julie. I guess that's an arc. I guess that's A to B. You know, two things have happened. I, I, I'm not sure though. I'm not sure it's really confusing. I'm not sure anyone. I mean, I guess um, like they they resolve the problem. They fix
0: the problem. You know, like
1: they save. The, be another oil they spill. They save and the evil the oil corporation spill. from spilling and They oil save oil the animals. shareholders'
0: money um yeah it's a weird <laughs> message isn't it um yeah the the actual yeah. arc of this movie the only person uh Fisher Stevens and Lorraine Bracco have an arc of they aren't in prison and then they are in prison um the FBI agent presumably his career is over because of how he's mishandled this um especially with all these over-the-top raids uh all these hackers what about- become better friends well, Hack the world.
1: It, it, I, I think that's literally. I don't think. I don't think there is any ending other than, hey, it wasn't us because they they were try. They're you know they're framed, aren't they? And then they go on TV and present the whole thing. Um, they, the, the two, the two Asian uh, uh, TV, like what is happening? It, I love it. I love it. Well, the but two again,
0: androgynous like, Asian TV presenters who are hackers, and it's like, it's... pardon it's amazing and
1: and then they're phoning up all of their like you know the russian counterpart and the the, the, yeah, the, yeah. the english counterpart. like it's it's a it's a really well-imagined wor- world i don't think that grounded in any sense of reality but boy oh boy like that's the, that that scene especially was just like what is going on this is i am off my face and i'm gonna go get some more um alcohol to, to just yeah soak up this. it is movie.
0: cool though i like the i like the uh the cumulative sort of hack um visually i visually i really like it i think uh the spinning sort of phone booths uh is it is it at um the big train station in new york isn't it the spinning phone booths in grand central station like i think i think it's i think it's great i think visually it's just sumptuous um you've got all the way it's like it's a no, but it's I, great I, to look at, and that's the thing. No, no, like, no. It's stupid, but it's not any more stupid than anything else that's happening in this movie. You've got the flashaways to the uh, Power Rangers HQ where Fisher Stevens is. This is a ridiculous server room, by the way. With like, pen? An with, absolutely with pen, insane.
1: Telepen? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah like, what? and like LED, red LED underlighting, under everything, and you're like, who designed this? Who paid for this? It's um, amazing. But I like how basic, this is the, at its core, this is what hacking like this is. It's a, um, what's the word? Like, they're bombarding the system because the system can only deal with so much at once. Like, they literally yeah. set Deny fire to the fucking mainframe. Yeah. 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 Um, and, you know, this is still something that hackers do today. And, and um, you know, like, it's a pointed way to attack, uh, you know, a website, for instance, is just to bombard it with so much traffic that it it literally just can't cope with it and it has to shut down um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and systems as well and you get in you steal all the passwords and then you get out and you then you can steal everyone's money and things and it's you know that exists now um so i really like the way that they kind of i thought that is somewhat well explained that you kind of oh yeah of course that makes sense i'm aware of that that's the thing that they're doing and that's the whole idea of like getting on the tv channel and being like right let's get hundreds of us and then we can do that. Apparently, the Cookie Monster virus that is in this, where they're like type cookies, um, yeah. that's real. That was a real thing. I was like, yeah. of all the things that happened in this movie that could have, could or could not have been real, that wasn't one I would have guessed.
1: There is. There's lots of this, isn't there? There's lots of this where they're really like, they're leaning on. They obviously what's going did on the, the research. Yeah, yeah, and that's I think you have to appreciate. Then you? you have to appreciate that this is trying to capture a space in time it's trying to capture a culture and it's trying to distill that into something that's also like entertaining to watch. And so of all the criticisms of this movie, and you know there are lots, and I think if you went if you sat down and actually watched it and, and took notes, you would be like, Wow, plot hole, plot hole, plot hole, what's going on? Like it wouldn't make sense. But you know what? You kind of just have to let a film like this wash over you. And if you if it connects with you're going to love it and if you and if you don't as i think ross who 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 didn't watch this movie would not have enjoyed this i, I really uh, just don't ross think is he a real ross this. is
0: a real stickler for um, things making sense according to ross and i'm not sure this movie would um in mm. fairness, while he's not on the podcast uh, i had a great moment i remember when ross got his first ever computer um because we were living together at the time in 1861 um and It was like it was like watching a gorilla try to try to use a computer. You know when someone's typing with like one finger on each key. It was literally that, and I'm sure Ross will be horribly upset with me if he ever listens to this, but he won't. Um, And it was properly like, oh, you've never even used a computer before, have you, mate? It was bizarre. Um, So I suspect a lot of that maybe would uh, flow over Ross's head. Uh, I also think maybe like the the skate culture in this in this film as well uh again sort of like in in with that counterculture thing it was very popular in the 90s fisher stevens and his skateboard most of the rest of the characters kind of rollerblading around at all times or so they've got like the mm-hmm. the wheelies which have made a comeback uh i particularly like the scene where fisher stevens is first introduced um because i remember thinking like oh he's on a skateboard and they're pulling him along i wonder if that's i thought it was for the shot i was like oh because he's like is he going to be some sort of weird savant and he never doesn't walk properly or like just blind (laughs) and then it panned out and he was just on a skateboard and i was like oh okay so i'm i'm really overthinking that how they made that shot uh and later on when he gets the floppy disk from dade he just like like he's like ducked down and you're like fisher steven's ever been on a skateboard before and he just skates past him and gets the floppy disk it's a fantastically stupid shot Where's he come from that they didn't hear him or see him from much further away? He's on a skateboard. It,
1: it does. It feels like one of those horror shots where the ghost just, you know, appears towards me like, that's really cre- oh no, it's okay. He's just on a skateboard. It's fine. Everything's fine. This isn't a horror movie all of a sudden. Yeah. But these are all um... these 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 are all the creative flourishes, aren't they? I think. These are all of the the small things in this movie that make you that just tickle your brain a little bit enough for you not to really understand what's going on and that's fine but you know what i i thoroughly enjoyed this movie and i was completely immersed in it i was completely immersed i was you know
0: it's just it's it's really quite cohesive in terms of not the plot of course but in terms of the the insanity of Every aspect of it, the way everyone's dressed, the way everyone is acting and moving around, the way the sets are designed. Fisher Stevens' flat is like a fucking Bond sex dungeon. It's mad. Mm. Um, the fact that Lorraine Bracco is, like, in this movie, but not really in this movie. She's in about three scenes of this movie, but is a fairly integral and central plot character, is just, again, insane. And yeah. But it's all, like, quite cordon isn't the word but it's um you know it it kind of all flows together in a way that feels very intentional in a good way um you know and i would be interested to see what ended up on the cutting room floor because there were a lot of scenes where i was like oh they obviously just really had fun with that or they really enjoyed that and so then they that's in the movie <laughs> yeah so it would be interesting they to see what just, they got rid
1: of they just they just overindulge with it in a in a certain sense but that's okay isn't it that's that's okay. We like those type of movies. Right, I think we have hacked our way into the mainframe of this, uh, do you remember, of this film. Um,
0: just to shit all over your ending, do you remember that YouTube video, the Kickboxer or Kung Fu... Kung Fury on YouTube? Uh, have you seen it? No. It, I sent you a GIF of it the other day. Um, in that movie, uh, this kung fu detective i can't remember why it's a youtube movie and it's shockingly poorly made in a a, but in a really intentional way um in this movie the guy has like a you know the nintendo power gloves Uh aha i'm with you i think there's a nerdy hacker character and he hacks the main character through time with a nintendo power glove and the scene is just him like furiously typing and pressing buttons on this glove. And then a bar saying, you're hacking too much time. Um, (laughs) It's amazingly stupid, but like, it's not that far away from this movie. And that's like a satirical sort of like, isn't this stupid, but it's kind of like a looking back now. Yeah, of course it is. But then when the majority of people, especially people over the age of 18, who would have had to be to see this movie, they didn't know shit about computers or hacking. So this is very like you know out there, and is this real? And and it is, and it isn't. It's it's just a treat of a movie, delectable.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is, it is, and it's one that I think we will um, probably come back to at some point. You know, like one of those. Maybe we to your wife year, to watch it? I, I I tried. She said no. She said no straight away. <laughs> Off. And and that was when I described it to as oh, it's just like a, you know, like a silly hacky movie. Well, again, I completely misread what this one was going to be, and I think she would have hated this even more. So, probably, bullet dodged. Right but if there. you
0: are literally me or Sam, which you know, you know, maybe we're the same person, anyways. But you the might like people this. People listen to this, like
1: this, possibly. So <laughs> we'll take. If you're that. the
0: sort of person who could put Teen Wolf on on a Wednesday night
1: and just really thoroughly enjoy it. Then, then you might enjoy this yes yes that sounds that sounds like fun i look forward to doing uh, something similar to this next week i imagine we'll have to get paul back into the marvel crap of universe or something to keep ross awake um but um, but until then we I, can, think, I think we you're can...
0: underserving ross there but it will certainly be something
1: shit. i don't i don't doubt that for a second but uh, in the meantime boot up or shut up That's the end of the episode.